Welcome to the Scene to Scene podcast. I am your host, Valerie Complex. Today, I am chatting with Ji Young Yu. Ji Young stars as co-lead in the six-part limited series, Expats. I think I learn a little bit with every character that I play. I think usually I play a character and it causes enough introspection that I learn something about myself. I honestly can't gush enough about Freaky Tales. I'm so excited to share it with more people. If you like what you hear, be sure to review, like, and subscribe to the Scene to Scene podcast. Are you ready to move your career forward? Make your comeback with Purdue Global and get college credit for your work, school, life, or military experiences. With these credits, you may have already completed up to 75% of your undergraduate degree. You've worked hard to get where you are. It's time to get the recognition you deserve and earn a degree you'll be proud of, one that employers will trust and respect. When you take the next step in your life and career, make it count with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback at purdueglobal.edu. Ready to unlock a world of entertainment? Philips Roku TV has America's favorite TV streaming platform built in. So you can watch live TV, catch every game, discover must-see shows and hit movies, and get all the best streaming apps in one place, like iHeart, for all your favorite music, radio, and podcasts. Watch what you want, when you want. Immerse yourself in entertainment with premium 4K picture and sound for every budget, with sizes for every room. Find your perfect Philips Roku TV today, online or at your local Walmart and Sam's Club. Welcome back to Dealing Together. First caller? I bought three sweaters to get the fourth free. Oh, you got fleeced. Next caller? I traded my old Samsung at AT AT&T for a new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus and chose my plan. That's not a bad deal. It is not. Our best smartphone deals. Your choice of plan. Learn how to get the new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus with Galaxy AI on us with eligible trade-in. AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Offers vary by device. Subject to change. S24 plus 256 gigabyte offer available for a limited time. Terms and restrictions apply. See att.com slash Samsung for details. Hey everyone, this is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. I've been needing a quick getaway with my family, and the 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe is the perfect vehicle to take us there. It has standard third row seating, so I'm able to pack my entire family, plus pets in the car, while also having enough room for our camping essentials. Available H-Track all-wheel drive will get us through any dirt trails, and available dual wireless charging pads will ensure we never have to worry about getting stuck with a dead phone in the middle of nowhere. Visit HyundaiUSA.com. Or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 2024 Santa Fe, available early 2024. The Nikki Glazer Podcast. Podcast. Here's Nikki. Hello, here I am. It's the Nikki Glazer Podcast. Welcome to the show. I'm Nikki Glazer. Andrew Collin is with me. Yo, 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 yo. My best yo. bud, uh, my apartment complex neighbor. <laughs> Pulling up the black socks. I got black socks on too with white Adidas and shorts. Is that okay? Yeah. Black I mean. socks, black dress socks with gym shoes. Cool. I think. What, you know what's cool? Anything that you have confidence wearing. I saw a guy walking down the street very confidently with um, a hospital gown on and gym shoes and nothing else he was definitely a crazy person oh but there was something chic about it because he didn't seem to mind that his ass was hanging out in the back <laughs> and that he just looked like he was just confidently looking for meth i'm sure that could be uh like if kanye put that out people would spend 700 dollars on it i used to always <laughs> think that like i remember in sixth grade being like bowling shoes are going to be cool someday because they were i remember just wearing you 
how often do you go someplace and you wear a type of shoe? You have to wear a type of shoe. I mean, we're not talking about roller skates or ski boots. It's a shoe you yes. have to wear. I mean, golf, I understand. Golf cleats, soccer you're, cleats. But you're a kid. Well, I guess, yeah, cleats. Okay. No, no, but bowling, it's a different thing. It's a different shoe. You can't wear cleats look... on street, on the street. Like, the no. idea. You could walk around in a bowling shoe. You might be slippery, but wait, actually, they're not slippery because they have to be on slippery floors. So they're slippier. Why do you need bowling shoes? Why? Because they scuff up the floor, regular shoes. That's then the idea. Just get the scuffs off. Why don't they make you wear, if you go to a gym like a YMCA, why don't they make you ch- change into shoes that aren't going to scuff up that floor? Mm. Why are bowling alleys so, you know, oh, we're bowling alleys. You can't <laughs> scuff off our floor. Like, your places are soaked in, like, urine and Pepsi from 1980. Like, they, they bowling alleys are disgusting. Tennis, why are they tennis so... Tennis courts make you wear tennis no, shoes. No, not at my local park. I never had to... Do, you don't have to check my feet. Well, not at the, the local YMCA park. The makes you shower before you get in the fucking pool. Why are they not caring about their courts? Why are bowling shoes needed? Don't actually write in and tell me because I don't care. And I'm sure it's a very good reason, to be honest with you. I mean, I think I told you the reason. To scuff? Yeah. But that doesn't make sense because if it's just about not scuffing... First of all, you're not walking into the lane that would make it an illegal throw. So they don't need to worry about it getting scuffed on the lane, which is where the ball is rolling, which is what you would not want scuffs to impede uh, a bowling ball from doing certain things. So if there's scuffs before the takeoff, who gives a fuck? Well, there's those little dots. Okay, do you want to know why? Yeah, I just Googled it. Okay. So your normal sneakers will stick to the lane and cause you to stop abruptly, preventing you from making the correct sliding motion. And that will prevent you from getting hurt because you move better and stop safely with them on. I don't. Okay, this makes sense. No, you don't care. First of all, the proper <laughs> equipment is needed when you are really training for a a sport. Most people frequenting a bowling alley are just doing it for fun. Bowling alleys, you cannot tell me they actually care about preventing injury to like, oh, yes. stopping short. Like your arm might hurt the next day. They don't give a fuck about. It's a money kind. maker too. They rent the shoes. It's, it's an add-on. No, they'll it's, get sued. They'll get sued. No, because I don't think injured. they will. Because I, I think the injuries we're talking about are not like the ball like flying and hitting you in the face. It's like, oh, your arm is dislocated, which is like, that's kind of on you. I mean, you could fall at a skating rink and they you wouldn't these places have insurance in place to protect them it's a weird thing and i think you're right it is about money it all comes down to like someone figured out and it makes you commit to the game more makes you play more games because now you have these shoes on that you had to lace up and you got the wrong size and you had to trade them in there's commitment once you once you get someone to commit enough they go i gotta keep doing this because i've already what's it called um bill maher told me about this theory and it's well known where if you commit enough to something you keep doing it even if you don't even if because you've already put enough money or effort you just keep going relationships this happens all the time well we've been together this long it took us a really long time to get to this place even though i'm still not happy yeah oh you know it's because but the first of all the past is in the past like literally the more time you put into, the more you think it could be even better in the future because you already put time in. It's like a minor leaguer in baseball sticking to it, even though he's seven years in, and the idea of him ever making it to the major leagues, right, is impossible. Yes, but well, there's that small I think there's also choice. Enjo- enjoyment out of it. They're and making yes. like five hundred bucks a month, but, that's but it's a also whole love other of thing. Love of the game, love of the and game. And those shoes, man. they got him to buy the shoes. You know, 
those shoes will keep you committed. I feel like in my own relationship, which is obviously not perfect because none are, I stay in it even when I have times of like, this is not ideal. And I feel like, oh, this could be a possible deal breaker because I've seen so much growth in the past year from a person that, from both of us who are act actively trying. But I think a lot of people stay in things where there's no, there's been no change for years. There's no change coming and they just stay in it because they just go, well, I've already wasted so mm -hmm. much of my life on this. I can't. Like a bad movie. A lot of people keep watching a series. This happens all the time with series where people will be like, oh my God, it was terrible. Don't watch it. And I go, episode. why did you see all of it? Yeah. And they go, because I watched three episodes. I had to see it. Can uh, you think and of it's yeah. like, one? I, I don't because I give up on any show that I don't like. And I walk out of movies that I don't like because I'm just like, I don't want to waste more of my life on this thing that's already disrespecting my intelligence so much. Horrible bosses. Take your relationship out of this, but like the idea of like. No, I'm putting okay, it in. Okay, actually put it in. I'm rubbing it all Let's over. Let's only talk about yeah. your relationship yes. that you've been in. Uh, where you start, like the idea that it's improving is great, but could it already, can you already get into another relationship that's either A, already where your current one is, yeah, or is it already even better where you wouldn't have to work as hard? Yeah, and that's why I'm always, I'm not married, so I'm open yeah. to that, and so should he be. I think that that's, <laughs> I love Cardi B's thing, like, um, you, uh, I wasn't with a, without a ring on my finger, you ain't going on my gram. Like, yeah, I'll put my boyfriend on my gram, but like, <laughs> my uh, my therapist always used to say, well, you're not married? So you're not married? Like my abusive, uh, uh, doctor abusive. Was your mother? She, well, she used to kind of talk with my mom's cadence for sure. But she used to say, you're not married. So yeah, you can entertain anything you want. And so can he, because a marriage is a agreement that we we're going to tough this out before you have that. Yes. You can have loose commitments, but there's nothing. Um, I, I he has to, we both go out in the world knowing that someone could pull us away from each other and we take that risk. And we also both, I like, I actually enjoy that because it makes me work harder and mm -hmm. have to like earn this thing that I love, which I do, I like earning and people go, you shouldn't have to earn someone you love. It's, I don't feel like he's like constantly putting me to the test. I like having something that is valuable and that I've worked for. Mm -hmm. And I like to continue to work for it for some reason. I've, I, I've all, first of all, I didn't date for years. Yeah. Right? For years, I would just have drunk sex and not date and be afraid of so whatever. Similar. And then, but in regards to dating and like, oh, you're not married, so just play the game. But date as, like my no. uncle would tell me that, like, date 10 women at a time. And I was like, that sounds exhausting. So yeah. I was always almost, if I did commit at all, yeah. I was. I was out. I was off the field yes. completely before even the field, before the relationship really oh, even I started. Would I, well, I would get so excited about, I just wanted to have a, 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 I a wanted boyfriend. To, well, I just wanted to like have someone that I could get, be comfortable with, have comfortable sex with, have like inside jokes, just a friend, really, like a, a friend that you mm -hmm. get to fuck Yeah, um, is what I always wanted. And that's what I want from my girlfriends too, aside from the fucking, like sometimes <laughs> I just want to rush a friendship and be like, I just know, like, let's just do this. You're one of my best friends. Like first time I met Catherine at college, I said to her on our first walk, which we didn't even know each other, we met at a frat party. We met, we were in the same um, freshman hallway, like a dorm room, and she was down the hall. And our whole dorm, a floor of girls went out to go to like the, you know, uh, frat parties 
I think it was the first weekend of school. And all she knew of that's me. That's a big party weekend. That's when you. Oh, That's huge. a first impression. None of the boys get to go because they are all rushing and like they don't get to go to these oh, parties. Oh, this we is when to... they take advantage of freshman girls. Yes. 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 And um, so she had only known of me from we did like we went round robin with like hundreds of kids in our whole building, all the girls. And we like told like, hi, I'm Nikki. And then you like tell a story. And I told the story of hitting the garbage man. And she said, to what? Me, That's what you open with in college. <laughs> yeah. Cause we were supposed to say funny, sto- like something interesting about Yeah, you. No, I, I love that. <laughs> and I my interesting believe. thing was like, that's the most interesting thing that's ever happened to me. I also looked like a, you know, a little like uh, Mr. Bones from Nightmare Before, uh, like uh, Nightmare on Elm, Elm Street, Street or whatever that. Before, yeah. No, no, uh, Nightmare, Nightmare Before, Before Christmas. Christmas. Oh. Yes, that's what I looked, like. I looked like. Oh, Halloween is here! <laughs> oh, la 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 la! Halloween, Christmas time. Was there a taller girl just holding you with strings? I could see it. Just no, like, no one wanted to like get near me. <laughs> oh, <laughs> it was so sad. sad. <laughs> but I, I, I remember my party though. Party. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I was like. <laughs> so lost but i re- we went to this frat party and we were just like overwhelmed we didn't know it at the time but i could tell this girl was like nice because she was just like she had had anorexia before so i think she kind of saw what i was going through and could relate even though she didn't appear to have it at the time she was still struggling with stuff but we went to this frat party and i just remember being overwhelmed by k like i had just come from high school where we called out k constantly with all my friends like we did not tolerate it we mocked it i always had someone in my corner to call out k and just like you know it's everywhere in high school and college that's ev- that's all you are is k especially your freshman year of college so she had a roommate who was love you to death meg and i don't, actually i don't mean that like i love you you are a good person but you were cuz fuck. She would just be like very like I'm from New York, and she would like play up New York and just be like At Kansas. Yeah, no, this was Colorado. Oh, and she was still, just yeah. like she was like very cool, but like her New York would like come out, and she was just like cool. Like I don't even know if she was cuz, but we caught her being cuz a couple times. We were she ended up being one of our close friends, but she was cuz, and so was I. No, no judgment, but she was very cuz, and I remember us. Catherine and I locking eyes in the hallway of this frat on the second floor. And it was first week of college. I had no friends. But something happened and we kind of locked eyes. And I like kind of rolled my eyes like I gave like a a with my eyes. (laughs) And she like kind of giggled. And then I walked over to her later and I was like, do you want to get out of here? Do you want to like just go like walk around the city? Because we were in Boulder. We had never been there. I wanted to go find John Benet Ramsey's house. So I was like, let's just go walk around. We had no phone. This was flip phones, no GPS, you know, T9 texting at bat. We didn't even have texting, I don't think, at this point. Maybe very, very first day of texting. And uh, that really tickled me. I'm what? Sorry. Go look for John Benet's? Yeah, like freshman so year of college. You're like, let's, let's ditch this Delta party and go. <laughs> Dude, I'm not John even joking you. I almost went to fl- <laughs> Colorado this week to go see Phoebe Bridgers at Red Rocks with Catherine. She still lives in Denver. She's from Chicago. But um, I almost went out there, and I I would have gone had I read this Columbine book a day sooner oh, because I am so fascinated by Columbine that I want to go see the school as one of these like losers that wants to go. S- and I also, I've been to the theater where the Aurora shooting happened. I don't know why I like this morbid shit. Anyway, I did want to go see the JonBenet Ramsey house. One time I was at a college party during the same freshman year. We were at a house party where we like, didn't know where we were. The cops showed up. We had to hide in the basement. And I remember... I was trying to be funny. We're, we were like hitting the basement, like whispering and like giggling, you know, and I go, you guys, 
this is the Chambonet Ramsey house. This is where she was murdered. This is the this is the room. And it was like a big story. And she was murdered in the basement. Like yeah. that's where the crime scene was. And people all ran upstairs so scared and then like got caught by cops. Like the cops were I mean, we were gonna get caught anyway, probably. But I know that people did not appreciate that joke. And I thought it was not funny. I love but a more kid. He's like, I'd rather spend a night in jail than with this woman with talking this or girl. this girl who looks like sticks. <laughs> yeah, this girl you who look, looks like Jean Bonnet had she survived like- and never gotten or, help or for died her. yeah or honestly <laughs> i was wearing a necklace that was probably too tight um that's for people who know about the crime um so wait so, so you're at the frat party you're like let's get out of yeah, here so she's like yes so i mean that's, start that's a lot of like for a young person to go this isn't for me that is such a hard choice and i could after we go like i could talk to you about my first party where i went the complete other way like my brain was not ready to go that's ca- i'm out well, let me just say that we did many. We we put up with many parties wearing high yeah. heels, cold, okay. being treated like just stupid sluts. After this, like this was just <laughs> too much for me. Yeah. I wanted to leave. I saw a girl that I had the same kind of connection with, and then we left. And this is what I'm saying about like I just know instantly, and this is what scares off boys. But girls, it doesn't scare off, and that's why lesbians always talk about their their U-Haul lesbians where they're like after the first day of meeting they're like let's move in together like the women just they, yeah. they're not scared of that kind of stuff which brings me to love on the spectrum too US edition but I digress which is, should be the name of this podcast <laughs> I we were walking down the street we're a block down the street literally a block away and we just probably laugh about something in common or we just have some moment of like oh my god me too and I said I just want to stop I know this is a really weird thing to say, but I'm like certain our children are going to know each other. They're going to be friends. Like that's how much we're friends. Like we're like, it was my way of being like, this is for life, dude. And she was like, I know. And I told that story at her wedding um, when I gave a speech and I said, and I believed that that day and it's not going to be true because I'm barren. And I thought it would get a laugh and no one (laughs) laughed. It was, everyone thought I was serious. Yeah. And I probably am. I mean, I probably like jinxed it at that point. But um, it could have been a Baron Trump too soon. Mm, if Trump wasn't around, uh, Baron might have been, but we didn't know about him. <laughs> um, Trump. Your first party, you remember? Oh, I was. Uh, well, it's funny because I met one of my best friends ever at, at the same thing. First party, Glenn. I love you. You're out there. You have. Uh, we did. Um, there was these this thing called VAT. VAT. I think it's V A T, mm-hmm. where it was. Uh, fraternities would make a punch, right? Like with like 151. So it was the strongest. Oh yeah, David Spade has a joke about it where he goes, "If you uh, they they the frat kids oh, yeah. they, they go, listen, um, dude, uh, it's like <laughs> they would just be stirring it like a cauldron in a disgusting like um, you know trash can, mm-hmm. and it was like you know." lethal the amount and they're like dude uh if you give her this much she's gonna have a good time if you give her this much she's gonna die uh it's like it was like the negligible by like just yeah 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 like a a millimeter that's from his like first special which i'm sure he couldn't get away with that joke now but like it's true i mean that it was so bad that's the i mean literally when jungle juice yeah they'd make the drink and they'd be like that's why it, and you would it just pays. scoop your cup, red solo cup, into it. It was no like there was no punchable. It was so dirty. God, it was dirty. Sure and it, and it tasted like Kool Aid. You couldn't taste the sure fucking alcohol. It was like a alcohol. fucking Arby's shake. Oh, uh, and it was. And I remember I drank one, and I was like, "Oh, dude, this goes down so easy." And oh, then it I does, it went did. to Glenn, and I was just like, "Let's have a contest. Let's see who could drink it faster." Oh, boy. I swear to God, I drank like ten cups, like. 
of that. So dangerous. And I can't believe you remember anything after that. Well, this is the thing. I don't remember. Apparently, I had my shirt off. This is my first ever party. Shirt off. And apparently, I was I was kind of biting people. Nipple. <laughs> kind of a nibble on people. Oh, I thought it was nipple. I said nipple, but you said nibble. Uh, okay. <laughs> I was nibbling nipples. Luckily, your teeth are... Sh- like no, down back and then like, they were oh, fucking they were strong. Sharp. Yeah, oh, shit. you had those canines out. <laughs> Actually, they may be sharper now from me whittling away. Right. Yeah. So you were biting. It's people. like a sword. Like God, the <laughs> things you do when you're blackout drunk is so humiliating to hear about later on Some... because it's such a departure oh. from what you think you're capable of. Yeah, I mean, look, I bite someone sober, but not everyone. <laughs> but I'm biting everybody. Apparently, my brother made me leave the party. I. I'm I'm in the frat house and apparently I'm spitting. I'm throwing up and spitting all over this person's room that I've never met before. And then I I somehow stumble back to the dorms. This is my first part. I stumble back to the dorms. I wake up around 11 a.m. and my brother calls me. He's like, "Dude, are you all right? Like, where? What? Are you? What's going on with you?" And I'm just like, "Dan, the coolest thing. I got so drunk, I didn't even throw up." And he's just like, what do you mean you didn't What do you throw- mean you didn't? You were spitting and I biting witnessed. and sure. <laughs> and like, that was my first ever yeah. night in New Orleans. And just like, and then I just leaned into that character for another four yeah, years. Yeah, because that ca- that guy is funny. <laughs> he Everyone's was fun. Everyone's got good story. The next day, you're like a legend in certain ways. Like, yeah. what's this guy going to do? And what will he do next? Also, you get to shut off your fucking brain. Like, you found a way to make the thoughts, the insecurities, everything would just go away with one of those cups of stuff. We got to go to break, but we'll come back with more after this. Andrew! I'm over the shadows and through the storms. Lightning crumbles and thunder goes away. As we celebrate International Women's Day and all the strides we've made, let's also take a moment to reflect on something important. The future of our self-care. You see, for too long, we've compromised on things that matter most. Us. But not anymore. New Conair Girl Bomb is helping us embrace a new era of self-care and self-love. Girl Bomb represents a groundbreaking line of hair removal tools specifically designed for women. From the smoothest shave to the most precise trim, Conair Girl Bomb is all about making you feel empowered, confident, and unapologetically you. Whether it's creating a hype playlist, throwing yourself into a hobby, or scheduling some me time, self care is so important. With Conair Girl Bomb's Ultimate Girl Bomb Grip and professional grade blades, we're reclaiming our self-care journey with precision and power, the kind we used to only get from men's tools. So head to Walgreens today and treat yourself to a little Conair Girl Bomb magic. Because when you look good, you feel good. And there's nothing more empowering than that. Hey, this is John Ridley. And this is Matt Carey, documentary editor at Deadline. And welcome to Talk Talk. John, we've got a hard-hitting episode today. A lot of controversy well, maybe we should put the word controversy in quotes in the documentary field about the nominees for Best Documentary Feature. We're going to get into that with some amazing panelists. You get a shot, but the individuals behind every one of those images, they're complicated and they are human. This has been Doc Talk. Thank you. Great Thank conversation. You. You're ready for a comeback. And with Purdue Global, you can do more than take classes. You can take charge of your story, of your career, of your life. Earn a degree you can be proud of and get an education employers respect. It's time, your time, not just to go back to school, but to come back and move forward with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. 
Start your comeback at purdueglobal.edu. Ready to unlock a world of entertainment? Philips Roku TV has America's favorite TV streaming platform built in. So you can watch live TV, catch every game, discover must-see shows and hit movies, and get all the best streaming apps in one place, like iHeart for all your favorite music, radio, and podcasts. Watch what you want, when you want. Immerse yourself in entertainment with premium 4K picture and sound for every budget, with sizes for every room. Find your perfect Philips Roku TV today, online or at your local Walmart and Sam's Club. Are you ready to share some joy and celebrate International Women's Day? M&M's has partnered with iHeart for Women Take the Mic, treating you to the most uplifting and empowering stories of women supporting and celebrating each other. And of course, there is a smooth and creamy companion for your listening pleasure, peanut butter M&M's, because they're just another way to help treat yourself in situations where you deserve a little added delight, like listening to your favorite podcast. So grab a handful of that creamy deliciousness, kick back and spread some positivity into the world from smashing glass ceilings to breaking records in sports on stages and at the box office. Women are crushing it in every way imaginable. And with peanut butter M&Ms by your side, relax and keep listening to women take the mic podcasts as you dance your way through inspiring stories, share laughs and savor the deliciousness of peanut butter M&Ms and the unstoppable force of women. Happy International Women's Day. Oh, man, that is a trip into your psyche that, you know, every day we get to go on a little excursion <laughs> there. Come and on that. in. Choo-choo. Um, <laughs> off the heels of Andrew's song yeah. uh, in the last segment that we had. Um, Did it, you ever drink that jungle It was juice? storming today pretty hard. Um, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, I got blackout. I don't remember so much of anything in college because it was all just, I don't. I don't watch Euphoria, but I feel like it's like, a, one of those like flashing lights and just people's faces and like, ha, la, 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 la. like did you like, ever lean into that though and want to rush a sorority because yeah I, I, I rushed oh I mean, you did I, rush. I, what's it called I pl- what is it called rushing oh you went when through you pledge sh- yeah I mean I was a Kappa Kappa Gamma oh I didn't know you went all the way through oh yeah, yeah. I dropped out like halfway through the uh, year but so, I went, I got in Kappa so Kappa you Gamma pl- you pledge Kappa Kappa Gamma yeah. but you never were officially like, I was I was oh. in it I did the whole ceremony with weird oh. leaves and like a, a coffin and wait there what? Was some weird there was shit. a coffin. I believe there was a coffin. We went downstairs and there was like some kind of like thing we had to like <sighs> like hold these leaves and say these weird chants and learn a handshake and do all this these rituals. What's your handshake? Do you remember? Yeah, it's just like you know. Oh, we're not allowed. It's like scissoring with your yeah, hands. Like, are you are you allowed to talk about this? Isn't this private? I you know, know I, was a, I was a pike, and you had to put a finger here and cover up. It's so stupid. Yes, we're I think gonna you're get allowed. allowed. We might get canceled for this. I don't have any respect for any fraternities <laughs> or sororities. Sorry, no respect for you. None. Was I don't it like care a specialized what you do, the charity you do? You're all just. It's just a big front to look cool and to. Meet friends, which is a noble pursuit, but it's all to look cool and make t-shirts and like, you know, get bulimia. And get laid. Aww. And get laid. Um, yeah, I was in Kappa Kappa Gamma. And, um, I, but I never, I never told the story. Nope. The, I realized I wasn't going to be a good cap. Like I wasn't, I was doing it to make friends. It's like the same reason I do everything of like dancing with the stars or like all these things where I get like, I go, why am the first pitch? Like saying yes to things. Cause in, I didn't want to regret it later on and be mm-hmm. like, I have no friends and be like, well, it's because you didn't do that bitch. But it turns out all my friends did not pl- rush. And those were my friends that I wanted to be with. And every you time didn't I didn't like to- anyone in your pledge class. 
Mm. There's no one that you're still friends with? No. Oh, God, no. I don't really? even remember their wow. names. I was so have, like a big sister. Too. Like, they fucking hated me. Yes, I did. She was very nice. I think her name was Taylor. But um, she was really nice. But I... I the this was when we when we pledged day when we found out we were Kappas we all loaded into this double decker bus and we are going to this park to go drink and celebrate and we're on the top of this double decker bus and at some point I was like hey guys we I hope we don't go under any low bridges because we might get uh, decapitated great joke and this one girl goes did you just think of that and I was like yeah and she was like oh. And it was silent, like nothing, dude, nothing. It was, and I just realized no one's going to give me credit for that being kind of clever and fun. And like the fact, like I connected a lot of things there. We were in a bus. Yeah. That's not just, I was like doing a dad joke that like, it was a pretty skilled dad. I mean, it's still a pun. Yes. But it, it, it takes into a lot of things into account. So it's like, fuck you got and then we just had to just i'm so happy that i am a kappa kappa gamma like all these different tears i knew then though that i had to get out that was the moment where i was i just will never forget did you just think of that which for some reason oh. why is that why is that a question anyone asks? did you just think of that is it is the answer you want yes or no i never know what to give people when they say that did you just think of that i mean did they want you to say i uh, know i i thought no of i planned this i was waiting for the perfect yeah. time and i actually suggested we get these buses so that the joke would work because yeah, yeah. someone wanted us to get uh, a bunch of limos and i said nay that will not work for my joke i need to be elevated to the point where our heads could get chopped off therefore decapitated oh i wish that girl did i hope she's out there there's something about a joke at that moment too where it's like there was there a lot of silence was it out of nowhere do you feel like do you think you you sold it too hard I'm sure i was thinking about it a little bit before of like when is this going to be a good time to say it? but i'm i'm guessing i came up with it within oh oh seconds you know i'm just saying like and i probably sat on it for maybe a minute tops and then i think i probably i'm not an idiot when it comes to when to put in jokes i remember it being met in such a way that i go you guys aren't cool yeah like that was not on me maybe it was a little lame but i know when i'm lame that wasn't lame that was actually fun and that should have gotten me friends and none of you i, I like none of you what's interesting like i'm thinking back at i was a pike at Tulane, and uh you know i've told some stories on here about it before but i was so depressed my freshman year in college, mm-hmm. I wasn't going to class. Uh, I was watching Rudy and one porn every day. Pretty, and it sounds Dumb and like the Columbine kids. Pretty much. I just didn't have a trench I'm sorry. Coat. That's all I can think about right now. Yeah. Um, and I would, I would, I, my, I had no sheets on my bed. And I was anti-fraternity. I was doing the fraternity because my brother was in the fraternity. Right. I think about this now. Like, maybe I was actually a little bit ahead of myself. But I didn't do anything about it in the sense of knowing that this wasn't for me. Although I do have great friends yeah. from that fraternity, but the whole idea of hazing, I never hazed, even when I became a... Well, good. That's I good. I'm glad hazed. that they you made it then because you were maybe changing that. Oh, well, yeah. Well, plenty of kids got hazed around My boyfriend's me. trying to start a podcast and he's like, all the podcasts that are successful with three guys are all just like so bro-y and like sports mm-hmm. and like... And he's like, I just don't know that we can do that. And I'm like... That's why you need to do it because they're if they're all like that, we need you need you joining a frat, a guy that's not going to haze. You need someone to go. Actually, we're going to try something different, and maybe no one likes it. Maybe they go get out, you fucking loser. Well, there aren't a lot of podcasts where it's just two platonic friends that are man and woman. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, where we don't have a, a 
agenda and we just go boom, boom, boom with the news. We get through so many <laughs> yeah. news stories. We are on fire every day just going through the topics, topics, topics. Um, yeah, I mean, I my point was- But like, no, I'm sorry, but we yeah. We need to get- yeah. When you aren't the same as something, it's maybe important for you to join. It's hard to because you're because, like I don't fit in because you don't know, you know, like anything. It's like what what's my friend group going to be like mm. outside of that? You know, like if I decided to quit this fraternity freshman year after I just again I gave six months to it. So now that I gave time to you it, you have like huge regrets in life. I think about this. They were talking about um, it on um, Mulaney and Conan when they were talking about on uh, his podcast. Uh, Melanie was talking about people that say like, or Conan, I guess, said like people that were like, no regrets. And Conan regrets working too hard at SNL and taking it too seriously and not having a little bit more fun and enjoying the process. And Melanie talked about how the first time he did SNL as a host, he was so in his head that everyone doesn't want me here. They, they look at me as a writer. They're like, why is this guy coming back to host? Like so much pressure. He had like no fun the whole time. And mm -hmm. it went well, but he promised himself that if, if he ever did it again, he would have fun the whole time. And he did it again. And he made sure he had fun during the process. And then the, he said, if the show isn't as good as it's, it doesn't matter because I want to enjoy my life. And, um, and they were talking about no regrets, and Mulaney said the funniest thing of, um, yeah, no regrets. Uh, that's not something we uh, we talk a lot about. In there's no like no regrets rehab. He's like that's not a, that's no. It's all regrets. It's all regrets. Yeah. Like you you should this no regrets thing. But I do believe I have no regrets because I there's few, there's fewer regrets in my life than I would think that I would have because most of my regrets have led to things that I wouldn't see happening. But there are some things that I go. I wish I would have done that differently, but not a ton. Do you have any that come to well, mind? I think when you become successful or whatever your idea of success is and what you're pursuing, it's hard to you go, look back and you go, well, if that was different, I wouldn't be here. Exactly. So then I you just, can say I think it depends. Those kind of people say no group. No, what do you want? I, th no I think regrets. it depends how much you like yourself at the moment that you're being asked that. I don't think it depends oh, on your success God, or where isn't you're at about that or where you're at in like whatever you were pursuing. <sighs> yeah. But that being said, I mean, I could go back to a time in high school where no, I know I could have tried harder and worked harder in regards to sports, also school, but also mostly sports yeah. where like I just I went by because I was decent at. So I didn't try that hard. I think about that too with Those singing. Those kind of things. I'm like, oh, I wish I wouldn't have listened to that person that said I wasn't a good singer and started younger. And then I think, or well, maybe I would have already been burnt out by now. Yeah. Maybe I would have played and been like, this, like, I know so many guitarists who are just like, yeah, I'm good, but I just don't even play. And I'm like, the enthusiasm I have for guitar right now in my life is just, I would not trade that for anything. It's the best feeling in the world being this novice and like being excited about it. So in some ways I'm like glad I didn't. Or like the way you no, feel that about makes golf. Sense. Like, that makes sense. I feel like it's like I don't right want to throw a football. For so long yesterday, I I was oh trying my God, to edit the I podcast for like three hours and watch you go live on our Instagram page, Nikki Glazer Pod, and you were just going boom, boom, boom through all like these different genres and singing, standing, sitting. It I, I just was my so favorite thing to do. I played for like three hours yesterday, and it's it's and it's it sucks because I have to be on my phone doing it. And you, if you go away from the live to check an email or anything, it goes blank and you lose yeah. people watching. And, and I just don't want to disrespect people that are like giving their time to watching me play guitar, you know, as good as I can. Um, I'm not going to insult myself, but you know what I wanted to say. And so I, I see all these texts coming in of like from my assistant being like, hey, this email I just sent you responded. I'm just like, 
for this moment, no one can get to me. It's kind of beautiful. It's like mm -hmm. I'm on airplane mode. I'm on uh, Jefferson airplane mode. And sometimes I play a Jefferson airplane. No, I don't know any Jefferson airplane songs. But I, it's golf. It's the same as golf to me. It is my favorite thing to do. People that watch on our Instagram live, thank you so much for being there. I would perform for two of you. But the fact that there's a lot of times like 50 people watching and a lot of people who are confused. Um it's it's my favorite thing to do. I mean, I still remember you like debating on playing in front of people and then that was kinda like the first thing you did was go on live and it gave you a well, feeling you. of confidence. I yeah, think the I first remember. time we were on live and I was like, Can I play one song and yeah. then you just like sing to it? Because it was just always like It was I foreign. Don't, I don't want I never wanted to be like I always wanted it to which I do this with stand up too. Like if I feel like my stand up isn't good enough, I'll like have a dance at the end of it like something you can get yeah. from it so like if you didn't like me singing at least andrew's gonna be funny in this so like i'd incorporate andrew like you can get something out of it and now at this point everyone that's watching knows that i don't think i'm good i don't think i'm cool i kicked kyle dunnigan out of it yesterday he showed up and i was like <laughs> bye kyle and i literally kicked him out because i was like no this is for people who know or are not gonna i mean kyle is so sweet and he wrote and he was like you're so good why didn't you let me watch and i'm like because you're a singer, song he's a musician and a comedian. And it would I just be a can't. fun idea though to go live with him and him play piano. The problem is, it guitar. you can't go live with someone. It oh, with music, it, oh, it, yeah. it, because yeah. the delay, you cannot sing with someone. Um, it's kind of a great thing because that way I don't have to like sing with. I could just keep it <laughs> because I just I it I've gotten to, so like, much. But people go, how have you gotten so much better than the last time I checked? And I'm like. This is the only thing I do. I yeah. don't practice that much outside of that. And if I do, it's so nice because I'll work on a song and I'll bring it there. And people will be like, whoa, this is really good. And I'm like, oh my God, practice works. Like it's like you at the golf there range, for I'm sure. At least two hours. You know that, right? Yeah. It was like I, three I, hours. I lost track of it was time, so but insane. I'm like, I have to put the yeah. pot out soon. <laughs> I know. It's it was ridiculous. And you luckily came into the chat and were like, hey, could you review the um Imaging for like you were like sweet and being like I'm just gonna go in here and bring her in inbox to her. I was like it's time, it's time. You gotta go. Yeah, I speaking of golf, I gave Andrew this. Um, I bought him some golf magazines for his birthday, <laughs> and I went through it and I did what my friend Taylor does, which is a great gift. If you're a funny person and you like writing jokes, going through a mag buying a magazine and then writing things in the magazine, making like little captions, making fun of stuff in the magazine is just a really fun thing to do. So I just want you to flip through that and, and maybe read some of them. I don't even remember what I did. This was, you know, April 17th. I did No, it's 18th, but you know, who's counting? Well, I did it, it on the 17th is what oh. I'm saying. Uh, oh, 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 you did the day before. Okay. Um, Retro diseaser. Okay. Elin Wood said if she attacked Tiger Day, this would Wait, be... Wait, it's an ad for a golf. It's an uh, yeah, ad for yeah, a yeah. golf club, by yeah, the way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So this is an Context. ad for a golf club. Uh, Elin is Tiger Wood's ex-wife. And what Nikki thinks the ad should be is Elin Wood said if she attacked Tiger today, this would be the club she'd used. <laughs> and it's actually... <laughs> did you funny. know... Did you... Is it the same kind of club? No, but... There's a second joke here that I don't know if it's called Rogue. So going rogue. She oh, the club is called Rogue. Uh, yeah. I like that. She would have uh, gone rogue. Okay. A blade unlike any other. Men love. Wait, this what is, is for this a putter. Okay, this is for, for a putter. putter. Okay. A tri hot putter. Men love when things they buy are displayed in pieces. 
<laughs> oh, so it's like a deconstructed butter. It's like, so either I make a comment about the ad itself or I act or I put it in quotes like the ad is saying it or I put it in quotes like the man in the ad is saying it. So what do you mean by that? Like, like, a, like, like let me give you here. Can I look No, no, no. Like in pieces. What do you mean by that? Oh, job? like men love when objects that they want to buy are like deconstructed to be like, this part goes into this. And like if they buy a toaster, they want to see like the insides of it. Like this is a machine. Like Tesla is always like. Oh, okay. I like, was going like really dark. Terminator. No, no, no. Terminator. I was going dark. No, not like up in its guts. I was thinking like a body, like in oh, pieces. Oh, Jesus. Okay, yeah. well, calm well, You on. got this John Bonet in my head. All right, one size doesn't fit all. This is all for drivers, different drivers, the stealth driver, the rogue, and the LTDLS. Nikki wrote, if your club doesn't look like a transformer goose, then you're a little pussy bitch. <laughs> yeah, these clubs all <laughs> look all like do. transformer gooses. Wait, just show it really quick. No, turn it around so the goose heads are... If your club doesn't look like a transformer goose, then you're a little pussy bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I like that one. It is. It is. They all are like. They all look like to- like big man toys, right? Yes. Like that's what this is all about. They all look like transformers, like toys that you would buy your nephew at Target. <laughs> what does that say? Uh, <laughs> I, yeah. I probably can't read it. Yeah. Really? Uh, wait. Let me see. All right. It's it's an article that no one reads. It's in the front. It's always these like long articles that oh, are always yeah, in the yeah, that beginning. are by the editor. The editor is always like, hey, I'm Ted. <laughs> yeah. So this week's, this month's issue is really part of my heart. You know, when I first grew up in South Carolina, it's always this like yeah. dumb thing that literally no one ever reads. Or but- the articles about last Last, last issue week, last of like, issue. oh, hanging out with Tiger all day uh, was so amazing. So this is a the fu- feedback we got from the Tiger Woods article was fantastic. Yeah, this is a this is a bubble coming out of the guy's mouth. Is this what he's saying? Yes. I no forget. one reads these ever. To prove it, I wrote the N word above below. A bunch below. Oh, bunch below. Yeah. Well, that's yes. not, that's not a bad thing. No, no, no. That's just I, I, I just saw N word like, and he then literally I'll... could write the N word a million times and he wouldn't get busted for it because no one's ever. Actually, it's Golf Magazine. More people would buy it. <laughs> um, these are missing. Okay, this is. Oh, okay. Okay, let's go to this one. This is a man and a woman. Uh, <laughs> it's a guy standing next to his golf clubs. And the woman just goes, why am I here again? I feel uh, more warmth <laughs> and affection from these clubs. And then oh. the clubs have something to say about it. <laughs> what do they say? They say, leave her, John. So it's a woman next to a man who's standing next to his clubs. The woman is not, why is she there? We don't know. It's just to be like, I have a wife. And she was probably like, I'm getting in on this photo shoot, John. And I like that he has two sets of clubs. Like, yeah. It's like. Just like uh, he probably has two sets of girlfriends, too. Look, it's open. Um, so, yeah, that's a I mean, really no, this fun is thing. really fun. It, this it's is so a fun cool to write. Like, you just, it's a I, great little I wish you together. told me this. I thought you just bought a magazine, like, you know, whatever. Well, I thought you would I, open it up and it would be a fun surprise <laughs> because I thought you would open a magazine that I, what did I spend, nine ninety nine on that? Like, how much are those? It's fucking, it's a, no, it's cost the amount of Oh, wow. Book. Eight ninety nine, yeah. nine in Canada. Well, we were, I was thinking about Canada that day. Uh, I was thinking about M, of the police officer. Uh, let's get to the news. This guy's awesome. Oh, boy, you heard it here first, apparently. Hope we're having all the swells out there. It's been a hell of a week. Got a great weekend coming up in Boston and Foxwoods. Oh, my Oops. God, four shows in two nights. Driving, though. Listen. Nice. 
I'm bringing it. I'm going to have a very, um, I got it. I got to keep these shows tight. You're not getting an hour and a half from old glazed dog. Cause I will not be able to give a good show if I do that. So I'm keep, I'm figuring out my set list tonight and I'm going to do a very concise boom, but a boom, but a boom, but a boom, new jokes, rapid fire, fun. Just like the news rapid fire. Yeah, We're not going to go over. Now. It's, so it's not going to be about one bit. There will I, be I, no, but tangents. I do want to say if you're going to the meet and greets, um, we got to keep it quick, especially if it's on the first show. Like I know that that's a lot of pressure. Don't feel that pressure. Don't be like, oh my God, I don't want to waste your time. Take your time, but like we're going to have to make them a little bit snappier. So just think about what you want to say <laughs> or don't or just wing it. Fucking I don't care. I love it. Yeah, but make it quick. Back to but you, But seriously, Noah. like speed it up. Speaking of that, back to you, <laughs> Noah. The family News. of a 12-year-old boy is suing Apple, claiming he has permanent hearing loss after wearing his AirPods during an Amber Alert. It caused tinnitus and now he suffers from diz dizziness and must wear a hearing aid. I would not, um, I would, I bet this is a thing. I mean, those Amber Alerts are so freaking loud and uh, you can't yeah, adjust I mean, the volume. That's what they're saying, that even though he had the volume down while he was watching like a Netflix movie or something, the Amber <gasps> oh, Alert the came Amber in so Alert much louder. still comes through louder, almost like an ad hmm. for Amber Ale. Um, yeah, I mean, those Amber Alerts. Did and they the, win? Any kind of siren. When, I, when a fucking fire truck comes by, I plug my ears. That stuff is so damaging. I think so many people have tinnitus, tinnitus, um, and suffer with it because we are living in an age of like loud, you know, since the 60s, it's been just loud music. I know. I just. What? You think it's a little litigious and ridiculous? Yeah. I don't know. I mean, look, I, I, I always find it interesting when these things happen and then it's like, oh, we get to sue now. Or yeah. like. They connect the dots. Like anyone that dies from mesothelioma nova or whatever the hell that word is, like they're like, oh, I almost I died listening to you try to get the, through that word, and I'm going <laughs> to sue you. Oh, do you have tendonitis? Tendonitis? <laughs> you have tendonitis in your ears? <laughs> tendonitis. Anyhow, did they win, or how much money Wait, are they well, going you, for? I know what you're saying. Like you feel like people just get too like excited as soon as something bad happens to them. They're like, sue. Well, that and like. Connecting it to the Amber Alert, I guess maybe the kid came in yeah, at that point. Yeah, because it's like, like I'm sure he was like ah, and like threw him out of his ears. Yeah. So Nikki, you've you've talked about wearing your AirPods and yeah. how like they just cancel all the noise outside. You're all so of it. it's so blocked. Everything is. I've never had an Amber ear. Alert through it, um, but now it makes me a little bit nervous. I'm sure they're going to update something so that it doesn't happen that way. But um, well, you know what's great? They do block out the noise in such a way it is. I wore them yesterday without any noise. Like, you know, I was listening to a podcast. Something got distracted me. A call came through. It didn't start again. And I just had them in my ears with the air, the noise canceling. And I was like hearing my thoughts. I was hearing yes. my brain like making connections. I'm not kidding you. Like, I felt like I was on drugs because it was so like, open the cabinet, put away the glass. I could hear like my dogs looking at me it was so weird no i get it. i that's what i was i was also of, like on mushrooms but i talking think about, it was oh. <laughs> <laughs> no i also think it's so funny though this family's like suing for the amber alert and now amber alerts are just gonna be like hey there's a child gone like they're like, like no what's good <laughs> hey what's that is that an amber alert doesn't sound like an alert that sounds a lot like a whisper there's a baby in a car somewhere <laughs> whatever i don't even hear it yeah 
Actually, that would get my attention more if someone was like, if my phone was like, Psst. <laughs> yeah. Hey, what's that? There's a baby that just got <laughs> stolen by its dad. What's the license plate? It's XR2. <laughs> uh huh. BB Killer. BB KL. Then someone, would, then the Amber Alert person is going to sue that their kid didn't get found because it wasn't loud enough. Yeah, I mean, I'm. I hate to make it about Combine, but I always do. <laughs> I, I thought we were never getting dude, the Dude, I am, this book, I cannot recommend it enough. I have never, I, you know I don't recommend things this heavy. I, like, I recommend everything, but this is like, <laughs> this book is so fucking good. I already searched the guy to go, what else did he write? Guess what, uh, he wrote the book called Columbine. It's called Columbine, by the way. A lot of people wrote me being like, what is it called? He wrote another book, Parkland. So I'm just like, he's just writing all about all, the, he's so good. Anyway, um, a lot of, because of, the killer, the killers killed themselves. Obviously, at the end of it, people didn't have anywhere to put the anger and to blame. Oh yeah. And so the guys that sold them the guns unknowingly, fucking people sell guns to minors accidentally. I think like in the back of a truck all the time. Uh, Amber Alert. Amber Alert. They got he got you know the maximum penalty and then ended up being you know but like did they. They had to punish someone, so they that was the only person that was tried for this. And then, you know, their parents got sued, you know, the killer's parents. You know, people were just suing everyone after the fact, and it's just a fascinating read. Oh, my God. And I, <laughs> I just got to the part, like, do you want to know why it happened? Do you want to know why he did it? Are why sure. Eric Harris did it, and Dylan Klebold was just more of a follower than anything. He thought he was going to kill himself before it actually happened. He really didn't even want to do it, but then he forgot to kill himself, or he like didn't get the nerve to kill himself, and so he was like, "Fuck, I got to do this." He really didn't. He he only like shot like f five, maybe like he compared to Eric, he shot like two percent of the bullets that Eric shot. Eric was the mastermind. But did do you know he kill why? himself too? Though? Yeah, they both killed themselves. Oh, so he went you, through with that. He did. Okay. At the, why? He did why did? Do you know why did Eric Harris did it? Get denied by a girl. He was a psychopath. Oh. Which is a very interesting thing to go, why is this happening? Was it about the jocks? Was it, a, he was a nerd, he was mad about a girl. He, no, he was a, a psychopath. But can and I psychopaths ask don't always go to murder, but he was a murderous psychopath, which is a, a small percentage of psychopaths, but, you But know. this goes back to... And they are incurable. Okay, but people go, and I get giving someone that's mentally insane... I feel like we give him like the benefit of doubt, like, oh, he's not going to jail. He was, you know, he could plead insanity. But the jocks didn't he help. Play play insanity. Oh, and he had nothing he didn't care about jocks. No, no, no. My I'm saying though, like a lot of times we separate those two things, I feel like. Yeah, I mean it was definitely you, but, like the, But you know what I'm saying? Like well, the fact that he was able to get guns helped. The fact that he was able to uh you know Yeah, and I'm sure he's mad at someone. He was a psychopath, but other things led No, no, no. He I mean, yes, things things lead to things, I, but he yeah, ultimately. But do you see what I'm saying? Though, that, that all of those things would not affect him if he weren't a psychopath. I go back to my point of all this is that so this Buffalo shooter that happened that was fucking horrendous and yeah. fucking had the N word on his gun. Yeah. He had uh, someone that died, whatever. He was insane racist. That was yeah. People are claiming but people he's then insane. go. He's a psycho. Like uh, Tucker Carlson didn't take any blame, even though he fucking puts this shit in people's heads. He goes, well, he was a psychopath, and then. Once you hear psych, it's like it's a way to like go. Well, oh, 
then it's a right. way to, to to get out of it. Well, but all the racist shit was still there. He's also a psychopath. That's yeah, what I'm they, saying. they pick an avenue. I mean, Eric Harris was a racist too. He was yeah. completely into being a Nazi. He used the N word all the time throughout the shooting. Throughout, like what like, kind of Nazi's not a psychopath? Like, I but get- that's the thing. It's like psychopaths <laughs> will, if they are set on destruction, like, and are these two different types of psychopaths are the ones that commit uh, mass murder yeah. like this. Uh, there's many different psychopaths, but there's two types that they've found that are like the ones that do this. They, um, it, they'll find they will be racist. I mean, it's, yeah, I, I, these, you know, Fox news and stuff like that definitely got in this kid's head, but, um, Without his, I'm not saying it's an excuse. Oh, without him being a psycho. Tucker Carlson yes. can't even help the fact that he's a fucking idiot. Like, I almost don't blame him for that. I'm not, I don't blame literally anyone for anything. I just think it's unfortunate because there's no free will and I'm, you know, operating on that level. It still makes, people still make me mad and I still go like, fucking, you need to be stopped. But no one can help the way they are. And it's so interesting just to hear that you through this throughout this whole book you're just going why did he do this where yeah. was his motive he had a good life he was a he was a cute kid he got laid he had a job like and it was because it, he it, had an extinction fetish extinction he wanted to like he wanted the whole world to burn oh, okay. he wanted to bring about the extinction of man he hated humans he was he saw himself as a god not god but a godlike and it's fascinating that it's just a great I mean, I'm sorry to spoil it for you that he's a psychopath, but it is I mean, an interesting part of the book yeah. where you go, why? Because he seems to have compassion. Even people that watched, I mean, sorry, to, <laughs> there's this thing called. But the, was there a thing that was there a, a no, catalyst? No, no. It was always, it was always going to end this way. He became, yeah, he became more and more. There were different things that happened when he got, ar- he got arrested at one point and that made him really angry. He, um, he his, his one of his friends got a girlfriend like there were things like that that push him along but um they're almost there's a part of the book where they said they went through his journals and they read well if it wouldn't have gone this way here's another way it could have gone because he was already writing about fantasies of raping and ripping girls throats with his mouth and crushing their skulls like visceral disgusting things that i mean he would have turned into a a, a dahmer or a, a a Ted Bundy type like this was or like a, an L.A. comic. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. Okay, let's go to break. <laughs> Sorry to get so much into this, but it's such a good book. I'm so fascinated. Uh, we'll go to break and we'll come back with Anthrax. As we celebrate International Women's Day and all the strides we've made, let's also take a moment to reflect on something important: the future of our self care. You see, for too long we've compromised on things that matter most us but not anymore new conair girl bomb is helping us embrace a new era of self-care and self-love girl bomb represents a groundbreaking line of hair removal tools specifically designed for women from the smoothest shave to the most precise trim conair girl bomb is all about making you feel empowered confident and unapologetically you whether it's creating a hype playlist throwing yourself into a hobby or scheduling some me time self-care is so important with Conair Girl Bomb's ultimate Girl Bomb grip and professional grade blades, we're reclaiming our self care journey with precision and power, the kind we used to only get from men's tools. So head to Walgreens today and treat yourself to a little Conair Girl Bomb magic. Because when you look good, you feel good, and there's nothing more empowering than that. Hi, I'm Antonia Blythe, and this is 20 Questions on Deadline. Joining me today is Alison Bree. 
Welcome, Allison. We got second place in my seventh grade lip sync contest for one of the songs on that album. The one that was like, you've already won me over. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. It's a very all slow. The, all the options. In spite of me. Like, what did we do? It's so slow. <laughs> Don't forget to listen to 20 Questions on the Deadline. Thank you again, Allison. Thank you. You're ready for a comeback. And with Purdue Global, you can do more than take classes. You can take charge of your story, of your career, of your life. Earn a degree you can be proud of and get an education employers respect. It's time, your time, not just to go back to school, but to come back and move forward with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback at purdueglobal.edu. From football playoffs to basketball madness, TCL Roku TVs are the best way to stream your favorite live sports. With all the biggest sports channels, a sports zone with all available games in one place, and apps like iHeartRadio with sports podcasts such as The Herd with Colin Cowherd. Cheering on your favorite team has never been easier. A big screen TCL Roku TV offers premium picture and sound quality, so you'll feel like you're right in the action. Find the perfect TCL Roku TV for you today at Amazon.com. Are you ready to share some joy and celebrate International Women's Day? M&M's has partnered with iHeart for Women Take the Mic, treating you to the most uplifting and empowering stories of women supporting and celebrating each other. And of course, there is a smooth and creamy companion for your listening pleasure, peanut butter M&M's, because they're just another way to help treat yourself in situations where you deserve a little added delight, like listening to your favorite podcast. So grab a handful of that creamy deliciousness, kick back and spread some positivity into the world from smashing glass ceilings to breaking records in sports on stages and at the box office. Women are crushing it in every way imaginable. And with peanut butter M&Ms by your side, relax and keep listening to women take the mic podcasts as you dance your way through inspiring stories, share laughs and savor the deliciousness of peanut butter M&Ms and the unstoppable force of women. Happy International Women's Day. We're back. We're going to skip this sports moment today. We're just going to get right to Fanthrax. We got too much to get through. Let's do it. One guy's angry. I like picturing a guy with one of those finger things. Those oh, the, the phone for fingers? Sp- yeah, and he's just oh, so mad. And he's like putting on face paint and he just stops. And he's like, it was my one time a week. Now he's a psychopath shooting. Got him on. Uh, okay, wait. So I, I wanted to start off with a letter that we got, mm-hmm. um, an email to the Nikki Glazer podcast at gmail.com. Hold mm. on. Okay. And uh, it comes from Bestie oh. Sarah. She sent hey. a photo of you guys. Oh, cute. That was in, um, mm. God, where was that? That oh, Was ahead. that in San Francisco? Maybe uh, that was where we all... New Jersey. Oh, that was last week. Okay, cool. Okay. So she goes, hi, Nikki. I I just wanted to write in and say thanks for such an amazing show in Montclair. I had the best time. You and Andrew both killed it. Uh, Okay, blah, blah, blah. The meet and greet. I also wanted to give you a little plug to encourage other besties to attend your show alone if they can't coordinate something with friends. I was really nervous beforehand, but as soon as I sat down, I met another bestie and we hit it off right away. It was exactly what you said yeah. when we instantly had so much to talk about because we both love the pod. 
then throughout oh. the show, it was so fun to have someone to turn to and laugh with when you reference something we heard on various episodes. Yes. So anyway, oh thanks God. again for all you that do. Love you, bestie. XOXO, Sarah. That's that like a misconnection kind of story through you. Kind yeah, of it's like it's that's that warms my heart so much. And I so appreciate people just like having the nerve to go do something that might be scary for them to go alone and then to strike up a conversation with someone else going. It's just really cool. And um, thank I wonder you so if much we could for have, writing that. I um, probably should say it off air, but because it could probably be impossible to do. But like a bestie section. Like all the people that oh, do go no, alone, that would be so fun. And That's don't tell them though, idea. and have them figure it out. But no, no, it could be really cool. It would be fun to have like a little section where they, you just, we direct certain things to them, and then it would get other people that don't know about it to be like, "What is this thing? I want to know what K is." Yeah, yeah, the K section. No, yeah. no, non K, not K, anti K. Speaking of, so I was watching you on with um, what's his name, Kevin. No. Oh yeah, on, on, uh, on KFC Radio. KFC Radio, yes. And uh, you brought up K, and it was so funny because at first he just kind of kept talking, but then you're like, "Yeah, this is a word that I use," and it was so. He liked it. Just incredible. That was he, what yeah. I liked about it was that he wasn't like he just got it immediately and was uh you know just uh, tickled by it, and I really appreciated that response as opposed to being like. Okay, this is a weird girl with her weird word, but it's like a chuggy is another word that the kids are using that oh, means yeah. k. You know, we're we're talking yesterday about Taylor Swift saying um, things are cringe, but k is just man. Ick is ick. Oh, he gives me the ick. But yeah. chuggy, c h e u g y, is a thing that kids are saying a lot. That you know, Gen Z is. Uh, but it's, I think if Kirk, like, really took, I just wanted to take off so bad. <laughs> um, who said Kirk to me yesterday? Oh, yeah, I ran into a bestie on the street yesterday, and she was like, I think she mentioned Kirk. I mean, I just love anyone mentioning Kirk, because it really is a thing, and it happens Especially all the time. in the Barstool world, I mean. Oh, yeah. They want to I mean, call out. They, every day, those guys fucking see shit or hear shit oh that's so God, broy yes. and so just, like, fratastic that they're like, Real, like, just because you're involved in it doesn't mean you don't see the dumb yep. shit. Kevin Clancy, I do like because he he knows that Barstool's k, and like, there's a I like those guys. I saw KFC some radio. Twitter where someone was calling him out for going back on liking Big J's song about you or something. Oh yeah, well he apologized to me oh. for not oh, defending me during the oh yeah oh, it, oh, on he the was show there when yeah. the song was going during on. the Legion of Skanks. <laughs> oh, you said it! You said it! I've heard that they are mad that I'm not addressing which podcast it was. It's Legion of Skanks. If you want to hear them talk about uh, my Bobby oh. Saget song, I still have people like I went live with Rachel the other night on yeah. Instagram, and people were like, "All right, Bob Saget." Like I could see like yeah, those yeah. guys like uh, making fun of me. Um, no, I uh, Big J and I are actually hitting the road with Bert Kreischer this summer, and we got we got some plans. And we are don't worry about us. We're doing just fine. No, um, it was nice of Kevin to say I should have stood up for you. I mean, he was. It's hard to do it, anything oh in that God. situation. And maybe, maybe he was just saying that. That's fine too. I don't yeah. give a fuck. You call him, call him a ass kisser. I don't give a shit. Call him Bine. Call him Bine. <laughs> call him Bine. It's so funny. <laughs> oh my God. Okay. All right. Uh, next story. Boom. Boom. Okay. Boom. Um, <laughs> okay. Let's go to uh, Emily since we're on the subject of. Kuh. 
Hi, Nikki, Noah, and Andrew. I'm Emily from Denver. Hi, Emily. And I wanted to share a potential co with you. It's actually perpetrated by me. And I'm afraid to tell anyone else about this because I I think it comes off so co. But uh, I joined a band. And after a lot of our shows, like drunk strangers, strange guys, like will come up to me kind of expecting a hug, like opening up their arms for a hug, being kind of touchy. And talking to me like they've never seen a girl playing guitar before. It's just so annoying. Um, But I feel like if I were to tell anyone else this, it sounds like I'm just complaining that people are just so into me because I'm such a cool rocker. Right. And I just have to beat them away with a stick. But it's really not like that. I just feel like I just have to deal with these drunk guys' punishments (laughs) because I want to play guitar on stage. Um, but I'll defer to your dead, your judgment no, for this you're not care. Um and I'll wait yeah. your sentencing. No, you're <laughs> not care. You guys they're ca- yeah. because they are. Well, they're barely. They're just trying to get laid and trying to. I mean, as a female comic, people always want to go like, "You're the only female comic I like," or like, "I don't like female comics, but you're pretty." People like, and they're not a lot. We don't see a ton of female. I don't know what it, guitar you play, lead guitar, whatever. You never, you don't see a lot of uh, female shredding as much as you do men. Yeah. And, and it's, it's idea, a way in. Yeah, man. the whole idea of a, a way in to talk lead to guitarist, Keith Richards, fucking the dude yeah. from Aerosmith, the other oh guy. God, will you send me it's your band? I want to see fucking, you. You know what I mean? Guys, do it. To, and they're in fucking. Denver. I have friends in Denver. I'll have them come see you. That's so cool. But no, I don't think you, because I often talk about things like. Oh, I have a lot of people saying this to me, or I've got recognized here, and it's like you're just stating facts. You're not saying a lot of times people do say that stuff to be cool, but sometimes it's just a fact. And it's like some people get mad when I'm like, "Well, I'm a little bit more famous now," so this they go, "Ew, why are you saying that?" It's like Ick. because it's true. I'm not saying I'm fake, like I'm Angelina Jolie, but I it is true. More people know who I am that I don't know, so that equals true. So it doesn't just because. If it's it's good if you're saying it to be cool, but if it's true and you're just stating a fact to support another statement, not ka. So I deem you not ka. Gavel, not ka. Yeah, and she also like some people they it comes off ka, but they're just they're feeling embarrassed or if they're they're feeling insecurity. If and you're if they're scared, not, you're being if cut. they're not hugging you, they're not being ka. They just don't want to hug you. Like yes. that's I think. Oh, people forget that sometimes that people can come off as like too cool, too care for school. Yeah, they might be scared of germs. They're just afraid. Like, it's they, just fear. Also, a lot of times, besties, I'll be like, "This person hated me," and then afterwards, yeah, it's fear. Re- they write me and they're like, "I got so nervous. I didn't know what to say." And I'm like, "I never ever think someone hates me now when they're like a little bit weird." And don't worry, you will not offend me if you like don't know what to say. And you're like, "Wow, well, she probably thinks I'm an asshole." I know so much now that that usually means they like you a <laughs> yeah. lot. Or I just protect myself in that way. So, um, not care. All right. So up next, we have Ben with a little bit of information for you since you talked about this recently. Hey, Nikki and Andrew. This is Ben. Big fan of both of you. I appreciate this podcast and puddles and hope to golf with Andrew at some time in my lifetime, some point in my lifetime. Uh, I was listening to the most recent episode where you were talking about how much a soul weighs oh yeah and i've been an icu nurse for several years oh wow several and (laughs) multiple families have asked me to weigh their family members as they were on comfort care and dying so like while they're on a morphine drip 
and they're still breathing, they'll have me weigh them. And then when they're declared, declared dead by myself and the doctor, then they'll have me weigh them to, uh, yeah, to see, I think it was wow. like they wanted to seven pounds them, or something. Right? Yeah. That's what I was thinking. Too. Um, and yeah, so far for me, the weight has never changed. <laughs> um, and yeah, I had never heard about it until a family member asked me to, to do it on, you know, to weigh their, weigh their family member. Interesting. Um, you know what I think? Anyways, we're just thinking about, thinking about you guys in that scenario. That's a tough job, dude. Um, yeah. That's all I have for you. Wow. You know what Jack I think the soul could be? Jack Russell. What? People shit themselves when they die. Oh, so it, but the, the sh- shit would be on the scale with them. <laughs> if they were, like, if the scale was the bed. Oh, okay. You know? Yeah. Or I was thinking the morphine <laughs> drip could, like, add to them if a little drip oh. would, like, doop. Also, I think it's, it's I think it's not something that would be negligible on a regular scale. I think it's like g- grams, which is like the size of like, you know, a few feathers. I think that's what like a soul weighs. It's something there's some movie called something grams and it's about 21 grams. You said, yeah, but I don't think that's right. I think that was 21 Jump Street is what I was thinking <laughs> of. I just combine uh, 33 dresses. What was that? 27 dresses. I don't know. M- maybe. Yeah. Your soul weighs 27 wedding dresses. Um, okay. Next. Fa- th- that guy. I really, man, I want to know his story. I want to know the things yeah. he's seen. What's brought him there. What. And how does he not see it at night? And how does he, how does he separate the two things? Oh, boy. Like, I don't understand how people compartmentalize. I never understood how my dad could do it. That book that I read about hospice care nurses or yeah. chaplain was so good and talked a lot about it. All right. Thank you, Ben. Um, we want to hear more from you and we hope you're doing okay. He'd be a great guesty bestie. Oh, yeah. Like end of life stuff. Talking to him about oh. seeing ICU nurse. Fuck yeah. Okay. Maybe we'll have him on. I see you, nurse. Um, I, I see you, nurse. <laughs> I see you over there. Colin Bine. <laughs> and I see you, nurse. The gap ahead. Yeah. I mean, we're on a roll today. <laughs> Uh, heads rolling, heads decapitated. Ro- <laughs> Wait, Ramsey. Oh shit. Okay. Uh, all right. No, a next Fanthrax. <laughs> okay, next Fanthrax is from our bestie Jordan. Oh, Jay. Hi, Nikki and Andrew and Noah. I hope that all three of you are feeling all of the freaking swells Thanks. today. I am. Um, I just turned twenty-five yesterday, and I realized that it's the first birthday in a really long time, um, that I was not like overly sad or crying on my birthday, which is honestly really rare. I thought that everybody is sad or overly emotional on their birthdays. Um, but then I found out from my friends that that is not normal. (laughs) So anyway, um, two parts of the question. One, I'm curious if any of y'all feel overly sad or dramatic or just emotional on your birthdays. Mm -hmm. And two, if you had a song or a song lyric that you think fully encapsulates um, your 25 of your life, what would it be? Ooh. Or well, something that encapsulates your 25 or that you wish you knew at 25, what would oh, it be? What a good question. Anyway, I love you guys so much. This love podcast you, has truly changed my life 25. and I'm so, so, so grateful for you guys so, so much. Oh. Um, don't be cut. Don't be cut. Just been a while. Just been a while. Jordan, happy 25th. Okay, first, do you guys get emotional on your birthdays? I think I don't. If anything, I go the other way and I try. I don't make a big deal out of it. Usually, 
Most birthdays. Is it, a, is it to avoid the emotion? Maybe. And to mm-hmm. avoid the people like celebrating you and like mm-hmm. talking about like. Probably. And just. You're, you're older. That and maybe I just don't want to talk on the phone on my birthday. <laughs> yes. Oh, my God. There's those things. But, yeah, I definitely – I don't get too emotional. I don't think, like, oh, another year. Like, I don't go that deep with it usually. I wonder what Jordan – if we could figure out what Jordan's getting sad about. I'm sure there's something deeper than just, like, oh, it's just my birthday. I get sad. Like, you know what I mean? Or yeah. Like it, it's pr- and it's if she does it every year and it always has been this way, as long as she can remember, she's a young girl. It's not about aging, I doubt. I doubt it's about – Oh, yeah. It, it might be about – like aging out of childhood maybe it started for her then but um or knowing another year if she over. was 35 i could see her being like i get sad because that's when people start going i'm old even though you're so fucking not but um and i say that as a woman who's about to be 38 in like a week and i i will say though i get really sad on my birthday because it means it's almost over and i do, and i don't really What's even look forward over? to my birthday oh. i don't even look forward to my birthday anymore i don't like i'm not it's almost like a burden because i have to do something and i have to like answer a bunch of calls and texts and stuff like that it's it's leftover from childhood of being so excited about my birthday a day all for me fun presents all those things and just that residual um hangover of like so much fun and now it's over i have to wait 365 days 366 if it's a leap year for another one and that's so like this year I'm doing karaoke on my birthday, but I'm doing it. My birthday's on Wednesday. I'm doing it on Tuesday because I want, I don't oh. want to feel sad at the end of it. Like at least tomorrow is my birthday and it's not today. Good plan. And it's not the end. I mean, shit. Some people um, do birthday month. What so about you? I'm, I'm, I'm going to bring it in a, a birthday year. <laughs> this year, it's my birthday. I celebrate the whole year that every year it's my birthday. Um, Noah, what do you, uh, no, what sad. do you feel about birthdays? You're so, someone who's kind of like, eh. Yeah, so um, I think even though I would probably want to say I'm not emotional, I think the fact that I don't like I I try to push down my feelings about birthdays means that I am emotional. That tells on my you birthday. more. Yes, yes. And um, I had a huge breakthrough because I did the hypnosis thing last <gasps> oh, Friday yeah. Wait, about like go? being like center of attention and all that stuff. And yeah, um, I just I I had a memory of when I was a kid like maybe 13 or something um I don't have to like I don't know if I want to go like all the way into it but I connected the two about me wanting to be like not wanting to be center of attention or not having eyes on me and stuff and basically the reason for it is because one I'm a middle child so I was always craving attention but whenever I got attention it was always because I, it, it was always negative because it was always like if I did something bad or, you know, just like a negative comment or something. So it's like you crave it so much, but when you get it, it, it makes you feel bad. You so I'm avoiding it as an adult because I my brain thinks that whatever it's going to be, it's going to be bad. Mm. Yes, if they do see me, if they do attend to me, they'll see that I'm doing something wrong if they look too closely. Like if I do get seen because in the past I've been seen when I'm doing something wrong, Therefore, if someone looks at me, they'll start to notice well, she's actually not that cool. Like, there's something wrong. That's yeah. interesting. And the whole thing with like the wedding dress and stuff, and not wanting to do a wedding or anything, I I just could not believe the memory that came to me. So I'll I'll, I'll tell you real quick. When I was a kid and we moved to this country, I only got hand me downs from my cousins who were had big breasts. I was like the skinny little thing. Nothing ever fit me. My mom used to sew clothes together 
for me and she was not a seamstress it was just like i just looked so gross i just hated when she would sew me stuff so we had one big argument she made me wear this like velvet black dress that she sewed and it, it just looked so lopsided and we were supposed to go to like the ballet and i just remember having so much apprehension about being outside and people seeing me in this ugly fucking dress that she made for me and um that is connected to my uh, ill feelings about being in a wedding dress because I had no control over a what I was wearing. A special dress that you were out of control in that was going to give you attention, which you already were scared of getting. Oh, wow. Oh, my God. I was just like, I can't be outside. I don't want anyone to see me like this. I just wanted to, like, crawl into a hole and die. <laughs> it's so wild. So that came up out of nowhere, that memory? Like, you had not yeah. thought about that since then? I haven't thought about that dress and that was from how long hypnosis yeah that got brought up whoa i love it were you under hypnosis when it got brought up like did you say it verbally and the guy brings says it back to you or what happens yeah so it's like a whole process you talk through stuff and then um you know she'll she'll count down and i i felt like i was like partly awake and i was just trying to like whatever the first thing that came to my mind that's what i would say and that was the yeah. first thing that came to my mind, that that memory. I love that because it's, Crazy. it's, again, no free will. Like, you can't control your thoughts. I love when a thought occurs to you where you're like, I don't know where that came from. That just, like, came out of fucking nowhere, which literally every thought comes out of nowhere. But when you really feel like, whoa, that was somewhere, I rem- uh, this memory... And it just served up and like, I think that hypnosis can really let you see how much and and also meditation, you aren't in control of your thoughts and that things come up that you might need someone to help you like give clear the passageways for those things to come up because they're trying to get through and they might not be able to and you're repeating be- behaviors to yeah, avoid def- those thoughts. It's so definitely being exposed to meditation and having done it, even though I haven't done it yeah. um, for a while which I probably should get back you know into what else either. Reason Girl, why it makes me it makes me think about why I don't like birthdays either. And I'm a middle child as well. But I think if I had to connect the dots, the bar mitzvah I was kind of happy about them. My parents were officially divorced mm-hmm. and anytime there was an event it where it had to have both parents there. Fraught. It had to be organized. One had to do it. The other one didn't. It was always. And I bet there was a, a lot of anxiety leading up oh, to it. it like was, you would see your mom get nervous. You would see just like it would just dude, be a whole thing. So that would be my. Bur- so yeah, then maybe that's something. That I don't is know. definitely like maybe through hypnosis of Noah. My got hypnosed. Final thought. Hypnosed, you know. Can you come to my birth next? I think it's next Tuesday. Yeah. Tuesday. It's two Tuesdays Here? from now. Well, Chris is going to find some room to get karaoke. He, it was so funny. He wrote me a list of people. He was like, I wrote a list of like people to invite to it. I have like, I have no friends oh. in this town. And I'm not I asking for come. any because I'm a little like backed up, but I've got. Why don't we have besties come? I might, I might put out the like, I, I might say it, besties invited. I'm going to see how big the space is and what we can do with it. Um, but again, it's going to be, I like karaoke because I want to do every song and I don't want besties to just have to come and watch me and my fair. But if that's something you might be into, knowing that your song might not get picked because the priority is going to be my, be my family, no offense, um, then I'd love to have you. And, we, and I would definitely hug you and take pictures and, and talk to you and accept your gifts. Just kidding. Um, yeah, maybe I'll put it on Instagram Live too. That's a good idea. Because it would be, oh my God, my parents and me doing karaoke. It's going to be so fun. My mom, 
always hurts my feelings because I want to sing a song with her and she just wants her own song. And I think karaoke is something that you can do with someone. You just... Makes- <laughs> no, 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 like with people you like. No, I know, I know, but it's funny. No, I don't. Oh, I'll verse... sing with besties. But <laughs> oh, I'm saying, you'll like, sing together. with besties. Okay, yeah, gotcha, like, gotcha. And I think that's that actually is better because I think karaoke is so embarrassing to be like when you're really belting something out and trying to like own the room like an American Idol audition. It's like, ew. Like, Dude, I, I like remember to, like, when your def- mom <laughs> said no, said oh. I want my own song. She was like, I don't want to <laughs> sing with you. I want my own song. And I'm just like, okay, weird. Actually, I would never sing with you unless you were my daughter. Exactly. <laughs> hurt my mom goes you know they made me say that i go no they didn't no one made no one even knows that that's a thing that you could even possibly nikki i was giving them what they wanted when i said that i was giving them what they wanted no mom no you weren't you were being honest it's okay you're you wouldn't be a fan of mine but (laughs) i was giving them what they want i know my no my mom is you didn't see the cue cards nikki oh my god i know it's it's so i i've been in that situation mom they did not ask you to do that (laughs) You could have said uh, any number of things, supportive things, actually, and that would have been fine too. But you chose not to. You chose to say a thing that no one would have even come up with. Of like, the thing they wanted you to say was, if she wasn't my daughter, I could enjoy this. But it's hard to listen to my daughter talk like a porn star. But instead, she gave them, if she wasn't my daughter, I still wouldn't like this. The only reason I'm here is because she's I'm her mother. And the line was delivered. That's what always bothers me so about well. being a mother or being family is that they love you just because. You, they, your family. I'm like, I want to earn it. I want you to love me because I'm nice and I'm fun and I'm funny. Like, I but don't. You do like that this. with everyone else, though. Doesn't that get? That is the beauty of unconditional love, right? Too? No, because I didn't. I didn't do anything. Like, I, I understand. Like, but I want. I want my mom to like me for me, oh, not yeah. just because I came out of her puss. Oh, for sure. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. So there is an episode coming up, I think, where I go, Mom, why do you like having me home? And she cannot come up with a reason. She agape cannot... love is when you come out of puss, right? Agape, I think, is a sugar <laughs> substitute that uh, has no calories. This is a grappa. Um, oh, yeah, Zevia. <laughs> All right, one more va- fan thrust to be time. Uh, sure. Actually, this is right on, on subject. Uh, Great. Okay, so here's a voicemail from Anna. Hey, Nikki, Andrew, and Noah. My name is Anna. And I yeah. just wanted to come on here. I don't have a script, so I'm going to sound like a crazy person because I have ADD and I'm going to go all over the place and I just know it. But I, I was like I'm listening myself. have <laughs> some advice on how to set boundaries with my mother specifically because I just feel like she's still trying to keep me in her little child bubble. You know what I'm saying? Even though I just graduated and became a fucking doctor, she still is oh just – acting like I'm her little daughter and wants to know what I'm doing all the time and wants to know when I'm leaving town to come visit my hometown, which is about an hour and a half away. And I just, I can't anymore. And I just need some help on how to address it. I know that I rely on you guys kind of for a lot of different advice because I feel like people ask the same sorts of questions that I do. But anyway, I also wanted to say a a thing that my mom does because I'm just annoyed and like going off in my head about her a little bit lately. And it's the Costco cards, man. The Costco, like (laughs) showing your little membership card when you walk in the door it's so cool like they don't even look up no one even look at you, but you, you have to have yeah. a card to get in like if you don't have it no one cares you don't get in it's just so it's so cringe <laughs> that we're like flashing this little card like below our belts and it's just so weird anyway i love you guys so much i oh love god and jack off i love that it cut off um she's fun um okay 
I think Anya actually gave me or you some good advice backstage when we were talking about something related to this where if someone is like really annoying you with something they're doing, you just go, I love you too. I know you love me and I know this is how you show it, but it's pushing me away. Mm. And I love you so much and I love that you want me in your life and that you want to know what I'm up to all the time, but I'm just letting you know that you know, if anyone did this to me and I know that you're my mom and I know you can't help it, but I'm telling you, I can't help that. I know you can't help it because you're my mom and this is your instinct, but I can't help that this is making me resent you. And I want to love you. And I know this is coming from love. And so I give you the benefit of the doubt, but I'm going to have to say to you, I, I'm this is this is making me so every time your name comes up on my phone I roll my eyes and I don't want to feel that way about my mom and I don't and I and it doesn't have to be this way here's a way that it doesn't so mm-hmm. how about we you you just give her certain things that are off limits like I've I've had to do this with my mom with certain things where it's like you please don't call me when you're drinking I just don't, and then if she calls me and she and I can sense she's drunk, I hang up the phone immediately because that's a rule we've established. It's good for our relationship. I get triggered even if she's being so loving and fun and like she's not really, she's had one glass of wine. I can hear it in her voice. It makes me upset and I hang up the phone. And if she texts me when she's drunk, I can tell that too. I sometimes engage because it's fun. But, you know, my mom does not have a drinking problem or like my mom does not, her drinking is not, does not do to me what it used to do, but because it upsets me so much and I know it's going to set me off and I cannot help that. It's my problem, not hers. I set the boundary of if you're going to drink, it's so fine. I don't give a fuck if you drink, have so much fun, but I'm not going to be around it, but I do not judge you. And I want you to do it. I'm not going to take it as like, you love drinking more than me. I just can't do it. And it's really just, it's been a great thing for our relationship. Actually. I feel like, yeah, setting boundaries, there is something to, you know, she became a doctor. Like you, I feel like we get, we all, we have all these moments in our lives where we're like, I'm an adult now. Yeah. Now my parents are going to treat me like an adult yeah. because I accomplished this. And what you learn is you're still their kid and you're always be in their eyes unless you go, look, you have to say something. They're not just going to learn it on their own because they still see you just like you saw, you see your mom and dad is like, Whatever age they were, yeah. they see you as a fourteen-year-old kid that just you know you just That's graduated playing, middle school playing doctor. Exactly. Yeah. So I think you just got to go look, mom. I'm this many years old. My you step- hold up your stethoscope fingers. actually works. It's all yeah. a plastic play school one. <laughs> it's a real. But also, also, I would urge our bestie to remember that this is how her mom shows her that she loves her. By asking yeah. all these I love questions. you too, mom. That's what Anya said to say. Like when someone's doing go, like if someone's like, hey, did you, did you do that thing yet? Hey, did you do it like bugging you about something? Just go. You're coming in you town. Do you want this? I love you too. This, I know you're saying that because you love me, but I, it, for some reason that one, re- that really bothers me. So you got to set boundaries with your mom. Like, I, I know- feel like I've been going on too long, but we got to close up the show. We always do it with a rap. And that was that. And this is that. I don't really know what else to say. There's a llama and a hedgehog just sitting in my way. I'm going <laughs> to toss it over to Andrew because it's his turn. And you know what? We've got lessons to learn. Yeah, you got to tell your mom that you know a lot about tonsillitis and all the organs and shit. Tell her to back off. Say, look, mom, I got it. 
tell her, look, I could get into an R-rated movie now. I don't need you to hold my hand, you dumb bitch. Don't say that. That was a joke. But if your mom holds up that Costco card again, you know what to say. Call your friend, Larry, and he'll fucking call her a bitch. Yo. But make sure you get those free samples at Costco. Yeah, get those. Those are dope, really man. good. All right, guys, don't be cut. And uh, we'll see you this weekend in Boston and Connecticut. I think tickets are still on sale. We are also on tour uh, all next week as well and, and up until July 4th, pretty much. So check out those dates, and we'll see you on Monday. Jack Lemons. Yeah, Lemons. Different. S. Grumpy Old Men. Classic. Two guys. Infinity Presents, a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from The Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Hi, I'm Antonia Blythe, and this is 20 Questions on Deadline. Joining me today is Alison Bree. Welcome, Allison. We got second place in my seventh grade lip sync contest for one of the songs on that album. The one that was like, you've already won me over. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. It's a very all slow. The, all the options. In spite of me. Like, what did we do? It's so slow. <laughs> Don't forget to listen to 20 Questions on the Deadline. Thank you again, Allison. Thank you. Hey, hey, it's Malcolm Gladwell, host of Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Your elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive entirely its own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Ready to unlock a world of entertainment? Philips Roku TV has America's favorite TV streaming platform built in. So you can watch live TV, catch every game, discover must-see shows and hit movies, and get all the best streaming apps in one place, like iHeart, for all your favorite music, radio, and podcasts. Watch what you want, when you want. Immerse yourself in entertainment with premium 4K picture and sound for every budget, with sizes for every room. Find your perfect Philips Roku TV today, online or at your local Walmart and Sam's Club. Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. That makes us FACET for life now, I guess. (laughs) Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome.